0: Stay connected and never miss a beat with AT&T. Our reliable network covers more roads than any other carrier, ensuring you're always in the loop. Whether it's tournament upsets, buzzer beaters, or social media buzz, stay up to date. Don't let the action pass you by. Check if you're eligible for a free trial of in-car Wi-Fi at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. And keep the madness going. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Let your creativity bloom this spring with bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Gribble, lets it fly. He thrills it! FNTSY and Sports Grid Network present... Ball in his hands. Game on the line. Harding knows. Yeah. Tipped up by dad! At the horn! Hardwood takeaways. It's Lillard! He got the shot! off! Hello and welcome to Hardwood Takeaways, brought to you by the Sports Grid. Get on the grid. I'm your host, Scott Bogman. You can follow me on the Twitter, at Bogman Sports. We've got eight games to cover today. The Welsh is not with me. It's just me here. But uh, I can't start the show without talking about the uh, Spike Lee, Nick's, James Dolan situation here. So if you're uh, unfamiliar with what happened uh, during the game, Apparently on uh, Monday, the Rockets uh, losing to the Knicks, uh, Spike Lee goes to the stadium like he has for the last 30 years because he has had courtside seats for 30 years with the Knicks. He said he spends 300 grand on them a year, so they ain't cheap, um, but apparently he was using the employee entrance and... Um, He said after the game, after, you know, uh, there was a big hullabaloo about him not using the uh, employee entrance anymore. It was about him um, just going to the VIP entrance. There's a VIP entrance that uh, they the Knicks came out and said that every other celebrity uses. So just go to the VIP entrance or the main entrance, but don't come through the employee entrance anymore. And. You know, what the Knicks had said was they've asked repeatedly that Spike Lee do this instead of coming through uh, the employee entrance. And finally, you know, in the last game, they just had had enough and uh, they told him he couldn't come in if he was going to try to use the employee entrance. I don't know why this is a big deal. Like, You know, if the dude spends 300 grand a year, let him come through the owner's box. I don't care. Let him go into the stadium wherever he wants if he's paying $300,000, there shouldn't be too many places that are inaccessible for a guy who has courtside seats. So I think it's a bit ridiculous, but I don't run a stadium and I know there's protocol and all that stuff. And, um, but I can't imagine that, you know, if, uh, Spike Lee and whoever he's bringing to the game comes through, uh, the entrance that, The employees aren't going to know who that is, not only because he's Spike Lee. He's a famous uh, director and, you know, celebrity, but... Even if he wasn't a famous person, I, I think that everyone in Houston, uh, you know, uh, at, at the uh, Toyota Center knows who Mattress Mac is because Mattress Mac has had season tickets forever. And he's not a big celebrity. He has he owns mattress stores in Houston. Like, everybody knows him because of his betting stuff and all that. But if that guy is sitting courtside for the last 40, 50 years, whatever it is, let him come in the employee entrance. Who 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 cares? You know, I just think it's a, a ridiculous thing to be arguing about. Either, either he can, he can come in the uh, employee entrance, or you let him do it for the rest of this season because he's been a, a ticket holder for thirty years. And you say, hey, look, man, you can't come through this entrance anymore. Next season, I'll let you do it for the rest of this season, but you can't do it after that. That that's it. You you can't for whatever reason. I don't know what the excuse is, but um. Spike Lee went on the offensive uh, because of what the Knicks said. The Knicks said that he's been asked to do this every time, and him being uh, the victim in this situation is laughable. And there was a picture of him, uh, of Spike Lee and James Dolan, Uh, shaking hands like I guess James Dolan went up to talk to Spike after this had happened and uh, there was a picture and now Spike Lee is saying that the picture was planted like James Dolan went up from the side and stuck his hand where Spike Lee's hand was and had someone take a picture of it I think that is a little crazy I I I can't imagine that um This is just so petty. Like, I I can't imagine that a billionaire owner would have a cameraman planted so that he can look good the next day when he comes out to say something about this. Uh, I mean, you just own it. If you don't want him coming through that entrance anymore, just say, yeah, we told him to knock it off. And if he's going to have a problem with that, he's free to go watch the Nets. I don't care. And, and, um, you know, that should be the end of it. It, you know, either stand your ground or don't do anything about it. But don't do this uh, wishy-washy bullcrap. That's, that's what I don't like about this whole situation. It, it's, it's petty. It's ridiculous. The guy spends three hundred grand a year. He can come through the cook's entrance, the employee entrance, the owner entrance. It, it should not matter. The guy should have a key card for pretty much every single office that isn't the owner or any of the executives. He should have a key card to any spot in there. Any, uh, you know, if he wants to go in the kitchen, let him go in the kitchen. Who cares? He's paying you so much money. And um, I don't know. It's just a bad look overall. And this is another in the series of, you know, uh, comical missteps that the Knicks have taken. And this was on day one of Leon Rose becoming the PR director of this team. And he's supposed to get them out of the muck. And it's just not happening. So, I think it's a crazy situation, I think it's a dumb situation, and I just, this is laughable. You're supposed to be winning championships and luring free agents, but nobody wants to play for Dolan, I guess, or nobody wants to try to be the savior of the Knicks because it's such a high-pressure big market. I don't know what the excuse is, but it's probably a little bit of everything. You know, it's a high pressure market. They've been a laughing stock for a long time. It's going to be really hard to pull them up out of the dirt. And um, you also have an owner that doesn't seem to be very, um, you know, I, I don't even know what the word for what he is. He seems to be abrasive. You know, kicking guys like uh, Charles Oakley out of the stadium is just. I don't know. You're not going to endear yourself to the Knicks fans and especially the biggest one in the world uh, in Spike Lee. Everybody knows Spike Lee is a huge uh, Knicks fan, but we'll see if that continues moving forward. But just a weird, weird situation. But let's get to some of the action today. There were some strange games today. And uh, the first one, we start out with the Spurs uh, beating the Hornets 104-103 on the road. And um, Pop was not coaching this game he missed the game for personal reasons I don't know what it is we haven't heard yet but Tim Tim Duncan uh, had his first game as acting head coach Uh, the Hornets got up as much as 17 in the first half but the Spurs cut that to nine at half and then they took a one-point lead into the fourth they got as uh, up as much as seven in the fourth but Terry Rozier cut the lead to one with 42 seconds left DeRozan missed a shot on uh, the other end, and the the Hornets had a chance to win it, but uh, Rozier had it under the basket pass to Cody Martin. It slipped through his hands. The Spurs got it, burned the clock out, and that was all she wrote. But, um, you know, a nice debut for Tim Duncan as a head coach in this game. Weird to me that Becky Hammond uh, wasn't the head coach because she's been around so long, but uh, I don't know. Uh, You know, uh, she had ties to the Knicks job. So we'll see if she gets that um, next year. But uh, in this game for the Spurs, uh, I mean, there were a lot of double digit scores here. Deontay Murray, uh, 21, five and six with two steals on nine of 14 shooting with three triples for him. Bryn Forbes had 15, two and one on four of seven shooting uh, off the bench, 13 for Patty Mills, 12 for Derek White. Uh, 12 for DeMar Rosen, 5 rebounds and 10 assists on 5 of 11 shooting. And um, they were pretty good. I mean, uh, not a great shooting night for either team in this one as the uh, Hornets shot 47% and the Spurs 48%. So both teams were under 500. On the Charlotte side, Martin had 13, 5, and 4 with two steals. 6 of 8 shooting, a great night for him, 1 of 1 from uh, downtown. 26 and 5 for Terry Rogier, eight of 18 for him, two of seven from deep, though. 19 for PJ Washington, 15, seven and one for Bridges, uh, eight, seven and three for Zeller, and um, 12 for Martin off the bench in uh, Caleb Martin off the bench in uh, 27 minutes. Uh, going over to the Nets beating the Celtics in overtime. This was such a crazy, crazy game because uh, the Nets. Uh, were down big in this game. 129-120, they win in overtime. They're 27-33. Uh, Boston comes down to 41-19. They out-rebounded the Celtics by 21, but Karis LeVert was the story in this one. He scored 37 of his 51 points, obviously a career high, in the fourth quarter and in overtime, including all 11 of the Nets' overtime points. Um just so crazy. He said, the basket was so big at one point, I got some easy layups going to the rim. I'm just trying to get a good look. Uh, Lavert sent it to overtime, too, by making all three free throws after being fouled on a three-point attempt by Marcus Smart with .2 seconds left in the game, and the Nets scored 51 points in the fourth quarter. That wasn't all. I know Lavert scored 51. He didn't score them all in the fourth, but he scored 26 in the fourth and 11 in overtime. And uh, Brad Stevens about this kind of epic collapse here, uh, because the the Celtics were leading as much as twenty one points in this game. And the the fourth quarter, uh, Brooklyn outscored Boston by seventeen fifty one to thirty four. So uh, just a crazy crazy game here. Um, and and uh, Brad Stevens said. Sometimes things don't go your way and the other team gets to really going good and then you feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders to finish the game. Usually you do that with your effort. We didn't get any of that stuff, so we deserve to lose. So that's some harsh words, um, but they scored two points in overtime. You know what I mean? You have a bad foul to send it to overtime, then you only score two points. You're not going to win that game. That's just the way it is. And LaVert's final line, 51 points Four rebounds, five assists, a steal, 17 of 26 shooting, 12 of 18 from the line, only 66% there, but five of 10 from deep. So he hit half of those. Not a lot of scoring from anybody else, obviously. I mean, he scored 51, 14, three and four with a steal and uh, two blocks for Spencer Dinwiddie, four of 10 shooting for him. Uh, Joe Harris had 10 and five rebounds. And uh, everyone else in the starting lineup scored in single digits, eight for Allen, two for Prince off the bench. Uh, Luau Cabaret, uh, 16, eight and one with a block, four of 11 and two triples for him. DeAndre Jordan had eight rebounds and fifth or eight points and 15 boards, an assist and a steal on three of four shooting for him uh, on the Celtic side. Uh, I mean, it was a nice game for Kemba Walker coming back, 21-3-3. Marcus Smart uh, fouled out, but he had 14-6-10 with two steals and two blocks. He really filled up the line, shot 33% like he always does. 5-15, but four of them are triples, 4-14. Daniel Tice, 16-2-2 with two blocks. Uh, Jalen Brown, 22-5-3 with two steals. And uh, 17 minutes for Gordon Hayward, 7 points, a rebound, and 2 assists. Off the bench, Uh, Robert Williams had 10-3 and a steal. Uh, Going over to the Wolves, winning over the Pelicans, 139-134. Fairly close game in this one. Uh... Down to the last six minutes and 25 seconds when it was tied at 122, the T-Wolves went on a 7-0 run and the Pelicans just could not catch back up. And Alvin Gentry said, hopefully this is a game that we understand and we learn from because we can't afford to not be locked in. We're in a situation where we're trying to win basketball games to stay relevant. You've got to be able to guard. You can't just run up and down and try to score, uh, try to outscore everyone. Um, they shot 59% of the, from the line to the Pelicans did and left nine points off the board. So when you see those nine points that you left on the board from free throws and you lose by five, it's always a tough pill to swallow. So, I mean, you know, looking at the standings as we are right now, um, the Pelicans are, what is that? Four games behind Memphis. They're uh, 21 and a half back. The Grizzlies are 17 and a half. So they're four games back at the Grizz, but the Spurs, Blazers, and Kings are in between them. So they got a shot, but they got to start getting on their horse here. They can't. You can't afford to lose games like this. These are the things that set you back, um, is losing a game like this to a team that you're better than. I mean, you know, the, the Wolves, this was their 18th win. They're 18 and 42. They're not a good team this year. So, and Cat is still out got to take advantage of those situations and they just didn't uh, on the Wolves side uh, D'Angelo Russell 23 3 and 8 with a steal on 8 of 21 shooting three triples for him uh, Malik Beasley 28 points three rebounds four assists he led the Wolves in scoring 11 of 13 with four triples for him uh, Hernan Gomez 16 8 and 2 with three steals 13 14 three assists three steals two blocks for Nas Reed on 5 of 12 shooting and 1 triple for him. Uh, Kogi also had 11 points. So everyone in the starting lineup was in double digits. Uh, James Johnson, 19, 6, and 5 with 2 steals. McLaughlin had 20 minutes, 13 points, 6 assists, and a steal. Uh, Culver, 19 minutes. He had 11 uh, points as well with two, uh, 2 rebounds and a steal. So that's what is that? 8 guys in double digits for the Wolves. On the Pelican side... You know, a lot of guys had a good game. Drew Holiday had a triple double, 27, 10, and 12. Uh, Derek Favors, 10, 6 and 1. Zion Williamson scored 25 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, 4 steals, and a block. So he filled up the stat sheet on 10 of 19 shooting, only 5 of 9. He missed 4 of those free throws. You can't do that if you're going to win these games. 24, 3 and 4 with 2 steals for Brandon Ingram with 3 triples for him. Going over to the Clippers, where they beat the Thunder. 109-94, 109 to 94, uh, bringing them up to 42 and 19. And the Clippers set the tone early in this one uh, in the first quarter. They uh, took an 11 point lead into the second, and they're up 19 going into the fourth. So, uh, you know, it was just this was kind of a walk away game. Uh, the introductions were kind of funny because Paul George, I didn't know Paul George loved Oklahoma so much. He said that he wants to always be remembered there and he, he was doing community work when he was uh there the day before and he uh i think he opened up a park that was named after him so uh he really likes oklahoma so he got a big cheer but when my guy patrick beverly uh stepped up they booed the crap out of him and they do not forget that injury to russell westbrook in the playoffs in what is that 2014 or 2013 so um they, they were not happy with him, but the Thunder, I mean, you know, they shot 42% to 45%, but you know, the Clippers just walked away in this one. They were up 38-27 at the end of uh, the first, and like I said, took a 19-point lead into the fourth and just coasted. It was uh, an easy win uh, for this one, and uh, Billy Donovan said, because the Clippers have kind of been exposed, they got stomped by Milwaukee in their last game. They got beat by the Clippers here. He said, I think these last two games, playing against Milwaukee and playing against the Clippers, obviously two elite teams, I'm hopeful that we can keep getting better because in these kinds of games, things get exposed that you have to work on and have to really address and look at. So, you know, this is what in the NFL you'd call a blueprint game where, you know, teams find your weakness, they know what it is because... Another team put it to you, and um, they're just going to, it's a copycat league. If that works, we'll try it too. So uh, hopefully for the Thunder, that wasn't the case. These are just two of the best teams in the NBA. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, 25 points, eight rebounds and assists, two steals and two triples on nine of 20 shooting. Um, Then we had Paul George, 16, 5, and three with two steals, and um, he shot five of 10 with three triples. And nobody else as a starter had double digits because the backups played so many minutes here. Reggie Jackson had 25 uh, minutes, seven points, two boards, three assists. Lou Williams, 14, 2, and 4 off the bench. Uh, Montrez Harrell, 16, 3, and 1. I know he left this game, but he did come back in. I think he just tweaked his. Uh, I can't remember what he hurt, but I know he tweaked something. On uh, the Thunder side, uh, 24, and 2 for Schroeder. He led them in scoring off the bench. Uh, 15 for Gallinari, 15 for SGA. Chris Paul was held to 14 points, two rebounds, seven assists. I know he got teed up in this game too. Uh, what a surprise! But uh, you know that's just what he does. But the Thunder go down hard to the Clippers. Um, this one I just can't. I keep looking at it and I can't believe it at all. The Warriors beat the Nuggets on the road. Uh, they they won 116 to 100 in this game bringing their record up to fourteen and forty-eight. Uh, this was a absolute and complete second half collapse uh, by the Nuggets. They were up nine at halftime, and what Coach Malone said is whether we left our, our foot off the gas or thought that we were just gonna go. They were just gonna go away. I'm not really sure. Our defense right now is non-existent from top to bottom. We have to find a way to fix that in a hurry. In this, the second half, the Warriors outscored the Nuggets. 67-42. to 42. So just a terrible, terrible collapse for the Nuggets. And uh, they're 3-3 three and three since the break and Jokic said, uh, it's a bad stretch or maybe that's us. You never know. I hate hearing that from my star player. I don't want to hear that. Like, like I just said with the, uh, you know, obviously the Nuggets in a much better position being 21 games over 500 still. But you don't want to be losing games to Golden State at home. You, you know, you gave them uh, their 14th win. That's you're one 14th of their victories. That's ridiculous. You shouldn't be losing to guys like Toscano, Anderson, and uh, Lee and Mulder. Mulder starting his first game. Michael Mulder signed a ten year, uh, ten year, a ten day contract with the uh, the Warriors, and um, he started in this game and scored 15 points, had three rebounds and three assists. So you can't lose games. Like that. Uh, Draymond didn't play in this game. Curry's not back yet. They said Thursday is a possibility for him. Uh, Wiggins and Pascal were tied for the lead in scoring here for the Warriors. 22, 5, and 10 for Wiggins with a steal and a block. 9 of 16 shooting. Two triples for him. Um, uh, Marquis Chris, 16, 5, and 1, with two steals and a block. On 7 of 12 shooting. Uh, Damian Lee, 4, 3, and 3 with three steals. Mulder, 15, 3, and 3. Uh, Pascal, 22, 5, and 5 with a steal. Uh, 15, 3, 6, and 1 for Jordan Poole. On the Nugget side, uh, double double for Jokic, 16, 13, 7 assists, a steal, and 2 blocks on 7 and 15, shooting uh, 0 for 1 from deep. 18, 9, and 3 for Millsap. Uh, Gary Harris, 8, 4, and 4 with 3 steals and a block. Jamal Murray, 14, 6, and 3 with a steal as well uh, going over to uh, the Suns losing at home to the Raptors 123-114 bring the Raptors up to 43-18 and and the Suns down to 24-38 and the Raptors snapped a three-game losing streak by beating the Suns here fourth straight loss for the Suns they were up by seven at the half but the uh, Raptors answered by taking the lead by one going into the fourth and then pulled away in the fourth and wound up winning this game by nine points. So kind of a lackluster game here. But I thought this was a weird quote from Monty Williams. Kelly Oubre, uh, Welsh and I told you that he tore his meniscus. Uh, He had surgery to repair it it today. He's going to miss at least a month. So he's probably going to be shut down for the rest of the season. No reason to rush him back. The Suns aren't making the playoffs. So I can't imagine we see him again. But Coach Williams said, I think it, um, it did emotionally probably brought us down a couple notches. It probably sounds a bit weak to admit it, but it's just a reality. You finally get your team close to hole, and then you lose Kelly. The guys have probably struggled with it uh, more than they want to admit. And the Suns, you know, to, to give them credit, have had a lot of injury stuff. Booker's missed games this year. Aiton obviously was suspended for a little while, and Rubio has missed games as well. So like he said, it seems like when they're getting uh, you know, somewhat healthy that uh, this happens. But on the Raptors' side, Siakam, huge game here, 33-7-3 with a steal and two blocks, 12-20 shooting for him with five triples. Uh, Kyle Lowry had 28 points, five rebounds, six assists, and a steal. Uh, Powell had 26-2-4 and with uh, two steals and a block. Huge game for Chris Boucher, 19-15 and with two steals and a block. 5 of 12 for him, 7 and 8 from the line with two triples as well. So he just filled up the stat sheet there. Uh, OG had 11, 9, and 2 with two steals and a block. And uh, not much bench production because they didn't need it um, outside of Boucher uh, because Powell, Lowry, and Siakam were so good. On the Sun side, um, the scoring was spread around here. We had Rubio 16, 4, and 10 with a steal. Booker 22, 4, and 10 with a steal on 5 of 14 shooting, Uh, DeAndre 8 and 13, 14 with an assist, a steal in three blocks, Uh, 5 of 14 shooting for him though, Uh, Bridges 12, 3 and 3, Sarich 16, 3 and 2, so all starters in double figures here, Uh, Johnson 21, 4 and 2 with a steal in three blocks coming off the bench, 7 of 16 for him with five triples, Uh, Carter had 11 points as well. Going over to the game of the night, or what we thought was going to be the game of the night, uh, the Lakers beat Philly, of course, at home, uh, bringing their record up to 47 and 13. 120 to 107, they beat Philly. And the Sixers obviously were without Embiid and Simmons, but LeBron wasn't going to let the Lakers take them lightly. He said, uh, we've lost to teams that were missing starters this year, but everyone here is an NBA player. We all got here for a reason, so you don't ever disrespect that. You don't ever disrespect the game. That's a good team no matter what. Uh, Philly took an early lead. Uh, They were up by 7 going into the second quarter, but the Lakers won the second quarter by 18 points and then uh, took an 11-point lead in the halftime, and they were up 16 going into the fourth, so this was kind of a uh, slow cook three quarters after getting down in the first quarter here. But in this game, uh, AD with a huge one, 37 points, 13 rebounds, two assists, four steals, two blocks, filling up that stat line, 13 of 19, seven and eight from the line with four triples as well. LeBron, 22.7 rebounds, 14 assists, a steal and two blocks on nine of 16 shooting with two triples for him. Uh, not much scoring from anyone else. The next highest score was Dwight Howard with 11. Uh, Caldwell Pope chipped in 10. And uh, Avery Bradley 10 points as well. Uh, but looking at Philly's side, Mike Scott in the starting lineup. Matisse thibault in the starting lineup. But uh, Glenn Robinson had his career high 25 points off the bench here. Four rebounds, an assist, and a steal on 10 of 15 shooting. Uh, three triples for him as well. Uh, 18 points for Toby Harris. Uh, seven rebounds, two assists. Uh, Mike's got 12-18, a 12-8-2 in a steal. Al Horford eight points, 11 boards, three uh, assists, two steals, and a block off the bench. But what was probably the most entertaining game uh, was the Kings hosting the Wizards here. 133-126, they beat the Wizards. Uh, they're 27 and 34 now, they're like creeping close to a playoff spot. They're getting there. Ah, uh, the Kings twenty-two and thirty-eight, and the the uh, the Wizards, excuse me, twenty-two and thirty-eight. The Kings have won six of seven since the break. So um, this was such a weird damn game. Um, the uh, the Kings were up sixteen at the end of the first quarter, and twenty-seven at the end of the half. But the Wizards won the third quarter, forty-six to nineteen, which is you guessed it. 27 points so they go into the fourth quarter uh tied uh but the kings quickly took the lead back they were up by 10 with about a minute left but beal hit a three bryant hit a three so all of a sudden it's a four point game at 130 126 but bogdanovich uh was fouled down the stretch he hit uh, three free throws and nothing else for the Wizards. so they wind up winning by seven points here but that's just nuts that you have a 27 point disparity in one quarter and a team that lost that quarter winds up winning. I mean, you'd think all the momentum will be sapped out of them, but, uh, Luke Walton, uh, was booted in the third quarter. Um, and, uh, Igor Koskov took over. Of course, he was the head coach of the Suns last year. And his comments after the game was the first half was probably one of the best halves we played this year. Um, offensively we had ball movement body movement we played unselfishly we came too soft in the third quarter we lost momentum but we also have to be proud of the guys to fight back and get momentum back and find a way to win and that is uh just a great game for uh the kings here and De'Aaron fox was the big catalyst here 31 points three rebounds and assists three steals and um he shot 12 of 19 with two triples but there was scoring from so many guys here. 21 for Bogdanovich, 13 from Giles, 14 from Corey Joseph, 10 from Barnes, nine, uh, 6 from Bielitsa, um, 9 from Bazemore, 17 from Heald off the bench, 12 from Alex Len off the bench. So it wasn't one huge game. It was really a team effort for the Kings in this game. Uh, Washington, it was really Bradley Beal, 35 points again for him. Uh, two rebounds, eight assists, and I think he had he's had 19 games with 25 points uh, or more in a row. And the only other guy that's had a streak like that this year is Harden. So great, great year for Beal. Trying to will the Wizards somewhere, but I don't think it's going to happen. 11 of 24 for him uh, overall. 11 of 15 from the line. So he got the line 15 times. Only two of eight. From downtown Hachimura, 20.6 rebounds, three assists, two steals on six of nine shooting with a triple uh, Bryant, 12, four and two with an assist and two blocks uh, Robinson with 10 Bertance 18 off the bench Ishmith Smith 13, three and five off the bench as well. Uh, looking at the Wednesday schedule, there's a ton of games here. I'm going to run through them pretty quick. Uh, Cleveland hosting Boston. Give me a pissed off uh, Celtics team after that loss today. I would take them. Pistons hosting the Thunder. Thunder traveling on a back-to-back, and they haven't looked good. Oh, God, I don't want to take the Pistons, but I think I would. Uh, No spread on that game. Give me the Thunder straight up, but whatever the line comes out, I'll probably take the Pistons. Uh, Bucks by 11 over the Pacers, absolutely. Uh, The Heat and Magic no line there. Give me the Heat at home. They're so good. Uh, Nets are hosting the Grizzlies. Nets on a back-to-back, so maybe a difficult one but I would take them against the Grizzlies aren't playing very good ball right now. The Jazz are seven-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against the Knicks. Give me the Jazz. Wolves and Bulls. Uh, give me the Bulls. They just uh, won a big game, and the Wolves on a back-to-back. Uh, Mavericks hosting the Pelicans. Give me the Mavs in that one. And the Blazers hosting the Wizards. Um, if the Blazers get back Lillard, I'll take them, but there's no line in that game uh, because we don't have that's going to do it for me. Remember, you can follow me on the Twitter at Bogdan Sports, and I will see you guys in a couple days. Take it easy, everybody. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese.